0: Hello everyone, this is Father Michael. Uh, Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. I'm excited to share with you uh, a message. I'm just sitting here before Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament, and I just keep getting this sense like He wants you to know how to live the Mass, He wants you to understand who you are and that your heart is an altar and that your body is His temple. And He's inside of you standing at the altar of your heart. And He wants to offer your humanity, your thoughts, your feelings, your desires. He wants to offer you to the Father. And he wants you to share with him in this amazing mission to take away sins. And as baptized, we can do this with him, in him, and through him. Jesus wants you to understand the Mass. He wants you to come to Mass. He wants you to enter into this amazing mission and plan of salvation. The perfect prayer of the Eucharist, the Holy Mass the holy sacrifice of the Lamb of God. It's not an event that's locked into history. It's happening right here, right now. And as you listen right now, the body and blood of Jesus are being lifted up on the altars of the churches of the world. And remember, what happens at Mass in your local parish is supposed to be happening within you because we are His body as the church is His body. We are His temples. In the new covenant. And so, no one knows but God alone. What do I mean? I want you to listen to this quote No one knows but God alone what's going on inside of you right now. Not even you and I are in touch with ourselves as much as God is. Listen to this quote from Elizabeth of the Trinity. This is intimacy, the intimacy that you and I are called to live with God and to experience with and in God every day. Listen, this was given on January 4th, 1906. May the God who is all love be your unchanging dwelling place, your cell, your cloister in the midst of the world remember that he dwells in the deepest center of our souls, as if in a sanctuary where he wants always to be loved to the point of adoration. He remains there to fill you to overflowing with his graces, to transform you in himself. Oh, when you sense your weakness, go to him. He is strong, the strong one, the one who gives victory through the holiness at his right hand. So Elizabeth of the Trinity is inviting us to this amazing truth of what it means to be baptized. Will you join her and I and all of the living children of God in living the Mass What is happening inside your church? What's going on in your sanctuary right now? What do I mean? I mean you and I. We are each the church where the Mass can be offered daily on the altar of our hearts. So what's going on in your church? What's going on in you? What's going on in your sanctuary, the Holy of Holies? Well, we know from Elizabeth of the Trinity that you are, we are his dwelling place, his cell, the cloister in the midst of the world where he lives in us and he dwells in the deepest center of our souls as if in a sanctuary. Jesus thirsts within you right now, that you allow him to offer mass with you, in you and through you to the glory of God the Father. In the book of Hebrews, it says, A body you have prepared for me. That's Jesus saying, That's the word saying to you and I, I need your body. God needs your body. Look how he loved Mary. He needed Mary's body to receive a body so that he could live his priesthood out. He needs your body to live the Mass. He wants to live his Mass through you. Think of that. That's amazing. So see there. Look within yourself. And I want you to kind of see and just imagine right now. Maybe close your eyes. And there, Jesus, your priest, the great high priest. He's dressed in his garments for mass. And he desires to offer the mass. He thirsts within you right now. You're his temple, his body. You're his church. And upon his altar, which is your heart, and so there he waits to offer Mass. And to offer Mass, you need the priest, you need some bread and wine. We have the priest, Jesus, within us, but we need bread and wine. So what is your bread and wine? Think about it. Wheat, wheat gives its life up so there can be bread. Grapes give their life up so there can be wine. Wine. So at every Mass at offertory, the bread and the wine are brought down by members of the parish family. So those people bringing up the bread and wine are on behalf of all offering the bread and wine to Jesus the priest. The people hand the bread and wine to the priest, to Jesus. So I want you to think about the bread and wine are meant to represent our lives. Very simple things, aren't they? Ordinary things. Think of all the ordinary, simple things that happen in each day and moment of everyone's life. Think about that. Our wheat and our grapes is our day, our life, our time, our talent, our treasure, our humanity, What do you do with your humanity? What do you do with your emotions, with your senses, your time, your talent, your treasure? What do you do with these gifts? How do you give your life up for Jesus for others? How have you given up your time for the Lord this week, or today even, or the last hour? Think about the mission you've been given. You've been given life. You are His creature. We are his, and he's asking us to respond. So, your day, your life. When did you stop your tongue from saying what you could have said that may have hurt another? What did you say which you didn't have to say if you didn't care? How have you spoken up for the unborn, the elderly? How have you maybe corrected a brother or sister in error, in love and gentleness? Or how have you not perhaps corrected them? How have you served and fed Jesus in the poor? How have you loved Jesus in your spouse, in your children, family, and friends? When did you say thank you? Or when did you not say thank you? How have you given up your treasures for the Lord? So, when your offertory, your sacrifices, your life are presented upon the altar of your heart, we have one of two choices. We can give them to Christ to offer, we can give our bread and wine, our offering to offer, or we can turn in upon ourselves. We can do all these things simply just for ourselves to feel good because we're doing good things, which isn't a terrible thing, but it's very limited. It's very much ordered toward self-gratification still, and we call that secular humanism. Secular humanism is simply doing good things, which isn't a bad thing, obviously, but we know we're not doing good things just to do good things so we can feel good. We're doing good things out of love for Jesus Christ living in our brothers and sisters for the glory and honor of God, for the salvation of souls. We love for simply the sake of love. We expect nothing in return, no strings attached. This is the nature of God's love. It is free, meaning it's unconditional. It's total. It's entire It's faithful. It's always there 100% of the time. And it's always going to bear fruit of eternal life. So we can offer them to Jesus and He can transform them into His own offering of which then we become beneficiaries of His sacrifice and offering to the Father. He gives back to us Himself once we give ourselves to Him. We give him our humanity, he gives us his divinity. And when the priest pours the water into the wine, he says this beautiful prayer, often under his breath, by the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbles himself to share in our humanity. Think of when water, which is symbolic of the humanity, is mixed with the wine symbolic of divinity the humanity and the divinity commingle you can't separate them this is what happens at holy communion when we receive his body and blood into our body and blood the two become one the wedding feast of the lamb holy communion heaven and earth kiss so christ wants to take our offering Our bread, our wine, our humanity, our life, our breath, everything going on in us, all our good deeds, all our struggles with sin, all of our difficulties, all our sacrifices, our ups, our downs, our highs, our lows, good times and bad, sickness and health, rich moments, poor moments. All that. He wants to take it all and he wants to make it his own if we'll give it to him. See, sometimes we're afraid to let go of our offering. We don't want to put it on the altar. We don't want to really give it to him because what will happen? We're not used to someone giving us something so amazing back. We, we're afraid to trust him with ourselves and our marriages and our families and all that we are our time, our talent, our treasure. Because, see, our reward's not in this life, right? It's in the next. Sometimes we get glimpses of rewards in this life, but it's not for the reward, it's for the glory of God, and God will never be outdone in generosity. If we give to Him, we will receive a thousandfold of blessings. So often we become bored at Mass. Think about this. How many of you have been bored at Mass? Remember what I said, that you are the church, we are the church, that your heart is an altar, that you are Within you each is a sanctuary where Jesus waits. We become bored at Mass because we're not offering ourselves to Him, with Him, in Him, and through Him, to the Father. We're out of touch with ourselves. We don't know what's going on in us. We haven't fostered an interior life because we're so filled with noise. We haven't taken time to sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament quietly and be still And become aware of what's going on in us. We haven't consciously offered our lives for others. We're too busy, busy, busy. And I'm sure you've heard the acronym for busy. Being under Satan's yoke. Being under Satan's yoke. If you're so busy and so distracted, you're unaware of your dignity, beauty and amazing, amazing potential that God has given you as a beloved son or daughter to join with Him in His sacrifice. I just think of the things I've been talking about. Now think about the next time you're going to be at Mass. So you're, you're, you're pondering right now, you're thinking, you're reflecting. How are you going to participate more fully at Mass now? And just as a footnote, I would like you to take the hymnal as you sing on Sunday. And don't just read the words or like sing them because we're doing verse one chorus, verse two chorus. Sing with your heart. Sing with all the strength you have in your heart. I'm not saying you got to sing out real loud, but I'm just saying sing with your heart. Sing to Him. He's right in front of you. Sing to Him. Adore Him. Love Him. Glorify Him. Sing with your heart, whether you be the Gloria or the Lamb of God or the Holy, Holy, the Great Amen the hymn, communion hymn, the uh, offertory hymn. Sing to Him. He hungers for your love. He thirsts from the cross. He says, I thirst. Let's quench His thirst. Let's console the most sacred heart of Jesus. So we must present ourselves to Him. In another footnote, important footnote, confession. Confession makes us it makes us worthy to receive him. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but say the word of my soul shall be healed. The sacrament of confession and Eucharist are like glove and hand. They go together. A good confession makes the heart disposed and ready to worship. It empties us out of anything and everything that keeps us from participating in his sacrifice more fully. So get a good examination of conscience. Make a good holy confession. And come to Mass cleansed and prepared. So we are unaware of our thoughts, our feelings, and our desires. We're out of touch with our humanity. Remember, Jesus enters into our humanity so that he can help us offer ourselves so as to enter his divinity. He wants to help us offer ourselves Jesus, show me what my offering is today, right now, as I'm listening right here. What you're offering right now. You've obviously given up time to listen to this teaching on the Mass. So you're offering your time to Him right now. Can you sense Him within you right now? Can you sense His smile, His joy, that you're going to go to Mass tomorrow? that you're going to enter more fully into loving Him and sacrificing within and through Him. Please, Lord, help me to allow you to pray the Mass in me today. Pray your Mass in me, Jesus, at the altar of my heart. So let's go into the temple of our bodies, to the sanctuary of our souls, and look there upon the altar of our hearts. What is it? That you find upon the altar of your heart. What is your bread and wine again? See Jesus within you standing at the altar of your heart. He's dressed in his garments. White and glorious. Brilliant. Shining in splendor. And he desires to pray the Mass through your body. Think of the words. This is my body. Given up for you. This is my blood poured out for you. He wants us to say that with him, in him, and through him. So next time the priest holds Jesus up for adoration, again, when the priest holds the Eucharist up, adore him. Don't look down. Look up at him. He wants you to see him in faith and adore him. As it says in the uh, adoration hymn, I'm sure you've all heard it. Listen, it says here Faith will tell us Christ is present when our human senses fail. Christ is present. So I want you to develop. And ask the Holy Spirit right now to help you to foster an interior life. What is your bread and wine? What is your offering? What's going on in your church, in your sanctuary? How has life affected you? How have encounters with with others birthed certain feelings, thoughts, and desires in you? These are your offerings, which are laid upon the altar of our hearts. With the giving up of our lives comes some pain and hurt, right? So, you know, the word passion, the emotions, the, the word passion comes, to, comes from the root word to suffer. You know, when you, when you, when you have a passion, you suffer that, like anger, anger. Um, um, you know, uh, fear, joy, um, desire, you, you, it moves you, right? It moves you. So with the giving up of our lives comes sometimes some pain and hurt. This dying to self for Christ happens more than we realize, doesn't it? As a mom, as a dad, um, someone at work, um, could be in traffic, as Mother Teresa always says, it's not really giving until it hurts a bit. So look at the crucifix. That's why we as Catholics, we don't have an empty cross. We have a crucifix where Jesus' is corpus, His body on the cross. Why? Because the Mass is the holy sacrifice, the living sacrifice of Christ. And we're called to participate and enter into the sacrifice. And through Him, with Him, and in Him, we are brought into the Father's presence, we offer our lives at mass. So, how's your work environment affected you? What happens within you when you encounter a traffic jam or, you know, these are things to think about: unpleasant meetings at work or difficult conversations you've had with your kids, family members, friends, enemies. Um, maybe you feel like your life isn't worth anything. That's an offering. Maybe you feel fear. Maybe you're a very anxious person. That's an offering. That's a cross. Maybe you doubt a lot. Offer that. That's your cross. Uh, Maybe you don't see the point of even living. Like you just feel like you don't want to get up anymore. Offer that. Go to Mass. Offer that. Maybe uh, you struggled and felt this wrestling or this resistance in you to be at your mother-in-law or father-in-law's house or whatever it be some family event. You know it's not going to be easy. You know it's going to raise tensions. That's your offering. Don't turn in on yourself. Give it to Jesus on the altar of your heart and let him take it into his hands. See Jesus take that into his hands and unite it to him. So how are these moments or encounters connected to the Mass? Again, these are your offerings, but you need to allow Jesus to take them into His hands. Give Him permission now. So when you're at Mass at the Offertory, you're not just looking around at everyone and what they're wearing or just listening to the music and waiting till it's over, waiting to, wait till that person brings up the bread and wine so we can continue the Mass and get it done. Like that, That's not prayer. <laughs> That's being religious, but that's not being a Spirit-filled believer. That's a person that doesn't have any clue what's going on at Mass. That's a person who needs the help of the Holy Spirit. That's precisely why I'm, I'm doing this reflection to maybe help tap into the mystery more deeply and fully, fully, actively, consciously participate, right? So come to Mass and pray the Mass with your soul. Make an act of a will. Give, make a choice. To sing, to pray, to listen. And maybe if you have a hard time listening, close your eyes during the readings. Sometimes closing your eyes, just listen to the lector as they read the readings. And pay attention how the Word of God affects you and how it moves you or not. So pray for this awareness that is your life given to Him, being offered to Him. Because you are precious. Did you know you're the apple of his eye, that he again thirsts and hungers to live his life through you. And he wants you to be a part of his amazing work, his mission to save souls. Remember, we say, Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So we're called as his body to continue the mission within and through him to take away the sins of the world. And sin in a nutshell is selfishness. So we're called to join our life at the Mass to take away selfishness in our own life and in others. We can help others. We might never meet someone, but giving your life at Mass, allows Jesus to reach out through His body, the church, and touch hearts. You're listening to this right now because someone might have prayed for you to be open to growing in your faith in the Mass right now. So your humanity needs to be laid raw and open on the altar of your heart. This is your bread and wine. Now allow him to take your bread and wine. And he will transform it into his own body and blood. And your life given to Christ becomes redemptive, a part of his saving work. Again, this means you're joined to him, right? Feelings, thoughts, desires, all they all become a means for him to save souls, including our own. So you begin to now truly, again, live out this mission, your baptism. Allow Jesus to save souls through you. You are with him, in him, and through him, taking away sins. And the joy, the joy of going to Mass. You know, I wake up in the morning as a priest. I've been a priest now for six years. When I wake up in the morning, I have this, like, this eager, I don't know how to explain it, but like this, almost like, Not butterflies, but like this, almost like a little kid, I can't wait to go to Mass. I can't wait to be there with him, to celebrate the Mass, and as a priest, to touch his body and to give it to his bride. What an amazing, amazing privilege, the hands of the priest. I mean, think about the power that God has given to us to serve and be a part of the Eucharist. You know, even at Mass, even if there's no one that doesn't come to Mass, I would still offer Mass because it's not about, well, I'm only going to have Mass if people are there. The Mass is His sacrifice. He's affecting people all over the world if there's just me at the Mass as a priest because the Mass is efficacious. It is touching and healing. The whole cosmos is affected by the Mass. So I hope this gives you some understanding and maybe impetus to press into the mystery of faith. Like the priest says at the end of the Mass or in, in the memorial acclamation, what does he say? The mystery of faith, right? So my brothers and sisters, may the Lord bless you with a fire and love burning in you to go to Mass every day. And may God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.